Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Kathy. Welcome Welcome to to the the Dose of Dash podcast. podcast. Join us and our guests as we bring you news and insights, information on project milestones and upcoming tasks, and as we celebrate the wins and accomplishments all along the way. Thank you for joining us as we dash toward the future at the University of Tennessee. Hey, Kathy, you ready to record another podcast? I sure am. It's been a hot minute since we've been in here. What do we have today? We have a very special guest, Jennifer Donnelly from the College of Arts and Sciences in Knoxville is going to join us today. So what's our trivia question for her today? We're going to talk to Jennifer about recipes, and that's all I'm going to say for now. Okay, I'm all about it. Yeah. Stay tuned, everybody. It's a great conversation as usual. You'll get to hear all kinds of stuff from Jennifer. We were excited to have her in studio. We'll get started soon. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. We have a special guest in the studio. So, of course, Jonathan and I are excited to introduce you to Jennifer Donnelly. She's going to tell us a little bit about herself and what her role is here at the university. Jennifer? Good morning. Thanks for letting me come over and talk. Um, My name is Jennifer Donnelly, as they've said. I work in the College of Arts and Sciences. I have been at the University of Tennessee for 29 years now and have had some portion of my time for that entire 29 years in the College of Arts and Sciences. So for a little while, I was split between the college and some academic units, history and modern foreign languages, which was really just Germanic and Slavic languages at the time. (laughs) So long time ago. Um, So German. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Yes. So German. (laughs) The two Russian faculty were wonderful, though. Um, So I work in the college doing human resources and budgeting, actually. So I get to participate in the annual salary budget. I help support that process throughout the year, watching position changes and personnel actions and making sure salaries are correct. So that's essentially what I do. It's not very exciting. It doesn't sound very special. You made me sound way more special. (laughs) Well, and just to be clear, because, you know, this podcast is worldwide. Oh, yeah. um, It's followed by, you know, tens of people. We want to be clear. You are with, I don't know if you, you, maybe you did say this, but you're with the Knoxville campus. Yes, I did not say which campus. Okay, so you're Jennifer is with the Knoxville campus because we've been fortunate enough to interview, let's see, UTC. We had Loman from UTC. Um, we've already got some people in mind at the other campuses. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to, to get a good uh, representation from across the state. So, yeah, and thank you for being here. We love having guests, and you're so easy to talk to. Tell us a little bit and our listeners how you got involved in Dash and Specifically, you know, we were talking before the recording. You've got a really cool story. Yeah, just just share what has you interested. So when they started building the teams, particularly the transition management team, I think my name came up probably because I have been at the University of Tennessee for a very long time. (laughs) I know a lot about the transactional side of things and how the processes work. And I know a lot about university policies. So I assume that is part of why I was brought into the project (laughs) or asked to be a part of the project. At the time that I was invited, my supervisor, Ann Robinson Craig at the time, asked me if I thought I would be staying at the University of Tennessee to see the project to its implementation. That's a leading question. Yes. And <laughs> um, and I said, well, if I can be a part of the project, then yes, I will stay. This, this came up because I will have 30 years of service next year. 
and I am looking at retirement sooner rather than later. But now it's a little later than I might have otherwise. (laughs) But my answer to Anne at the time was, it's important to me to be a part of this project so that I can ensure that the staff in the College of Arts and Sciences very specifically are prepared for the transition to DASH. I want to be a support to the staff that I work with every day and who I know works so hard for the university and for their departments. And so I, at that point, committed to staying at UT for another three to five years. Bless you. I like UT. I love working here. But I mean, you know. We're glad you stayed. (laughs) But it was really important to me to help my folks transition effectively to DASH to help support them with any concerns they have, to mitigate any fears that they might have about the change as best I can, and to share back their concerns with the folks on the DASH team so I can be a representative for those daily users who are really going to be impacted by the transition. So I really just kind of was like, if I get to be a part of it, I will hang around for a little while longer. That's awesome. And that that's like the Merriam-Webster textbook definition of a transition management team member. You just pretty much explained exactly what TMTs do for us and what we want them to do for us. So, yeah, I don't know. On the podcast, Kathy, I think we've mentioned transition management teams before. We have. Um, but just mm-hmm. to revisit for those of you that don't remember or if we didn't cover them, I don't even know. Transition management teams are teams that we've purposefully built across each campus and institute statewide that can do just what Jennifer's talking about. So they're made up of excellent people, positions of influence and authority on each campus, and they're really helping us serve as change champions at Mm -hmm. their local campus and institute. And we meet with them monthly, and they're just doing a ton of work for us. So the transition management teams are so important to the success of this project, and we are incredibly grateful to have Jennifer be a transition management team member for Knoxville. So uh, just a little bit about those. So since we're talking about TMTs, what a great segue. Jennifer, do you want to tell us a little bit about what your role as a TMT for the DASH project has looked like up to this point? Oh, what has it looked like? I attend a lot of meetings, but I... (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know that's what you were signing up for. (laughs) But Basically, if you're on the DASH project, you go to a lot of meetings. A lot of meetings. meetings. And then I'm on like three process teams. So Mm -hmm. that's fun too. (laughs) That's a lot of meetings. But other than that, I think what I see as my role on the TMT side of things has really kind of started becoming more active in terms of what I want to make sure I'm sharing back with staff Mm. in my college. So we have a monthly departmental staff meeting. Mm -hmm. Uh, We meet with our business managers and some of our higher level admins who directly support department heads and may supervise some staff in their departments. And I have gotten to the point where built into that agenda is some conversation about Dash, some conversation about what we're moving toward and an opportunity for the staff to share back any questions or concerns they have. We have some subject matter experts who have gotten brought in uh, as we moved into the prototyping stage and we give them an opportunity to share some of their experiences back with the group too, because we're all doing different things. And so it's good to hear from the individuals who are participating as SMEs when they have something to share back, because it gives them an opportunity to say, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm a part of this. Yeah. And then to know that they're being heard 
outside even of those prototyping sessions, the things that they're doing and the contributions that they're making, which I think is very important for anyone when you've been asked to be a part of something, to have the opportunity to say, I've been asked to be a part of this and I'm making a contribution. And so we spend a lot of time talking about that. Mm -hmm. And then I do a lot of one-on-one talking now where, you know, people will ask a question. We're looking at training. We're talking about what training is going to look like. That's a big question. I don't know if you all get that a lot or not. Oh, yeah. Training's a sure big do. one. Sure <laughs> do. Training is a big one. Hot it's, topic. We actually just updated the Friends of Dash website. So it was June 30th. We put a countdown clock on there. It's a year out, which is amazing mm-hmm. to think of. July 1 was a year out from Dash Go Live. And when you think about it that way and you see that clock counting down, you're like, man, this thing's happening. Like, yes, this is coming. Is. This thing's coming. And then the other thing we did was we put up a, we had sort of a, a training, I guess, not a rough timeline, but we put together a training timeline on our training hub on Friends of Dash. But what we recently did was kind of update that with more of like a roadmap infographic with more details. You know, it is probably the hottest topic. I mean, we get training and we get chart of accounts. Those are like the big <laughs> the big things we hear. And reporting, training, reporting, chart of accounts. Yeah. And if I stay Top here long three. enough, I'll name five more. Yeah. Right <laughs> but, but it really is, it's, you know, and it makes perfect sense. Like this thing is a major change and people... You know, most people I find are really conscientious about their job and mm-hmm. like they're used to Iris. If they use Iris today, we've had that system on 20 plus years. Yeah. It's a workhorse. People feel good. They kind of know they kind of know their space there. Right. And people are want to be trained and they want to be empowered. And it's one of those things that it just takes so long, I think, to build the training momentum because and we can talk about this in a minute, too. But you mentioned prototypes earlier. So in this what we're calling the adopt and adapt phase, we just wrapped up kind of the second prototype. So what we do in prototypes, and I'll, at, we can ask Jennifer's opinion about her experience with prototypes mm-hmm. too and what that's been like. You you know, you're still working on finalizing a product. So it's like we can't do too much with training yet because we need a system that's finalized and we need processes that are mapped out and all that kind of stuff. But we are, I mean, we, we talk about it every week. Uh, we have a training meeting with our Accenture colleagues yeah. every week where we're just like, you know, what can we do? What's the low hanging fruit? What, as soon as we know a process is wrapped up, you know, mm-hmm. how can we make people aware? Like, so we want to get that stuff in the hands of users as quickly as we can. Now, just so everybody knows, training will really not be available until spring of 24. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is a little bit of crunch time there that people get worried about that. And it's kind of a necessary crunch time, but we, we've we got to go through prototypes and we've got to go through system integration testing or we're just going to be turning around and updating materials because they're going to be immediately out of date. Mm-hmm. We are planning on doing some podcast episodes specifically about training. Yes, so when we, we have more information, <clears throat> we're going to make that kind of stuff available too. And one thing we're going to do uh, that I think is going to be neat is we will be standing up like a test environment. And people will be able to log in there before go live, <laughs> obviously, and not like five hours before go live. But you'll really have some time <laughs> before go live to to log in there and and really at least, at the very least, Take a stab at all the kind of employee self-service functions that are going to be in there. So, you know, we don't we want you to be able to know how to find your pay statement or enter time before July 1st, 2024. Jennifer, I love what you said about reserving time in standing meetings to have a discussion yeah. about Dash or questions answered or SMEs share what their experience has been to this point. Also, I really love what you said about one-on-one conversation because we've talked a lot about, you know, water cooler 
if water coolers are a thing anymore. We've had we kind of spiraled on that one yeah, day. I don't know if um, water coolers happening? I, we have, we have sure. the built-in water yeah, dispensers. Yeah, exactly. The water filter. <laughs> but we still but we still gather around it. It's no there okay. there's always a line. So yeah. so maybe maybe okay. we change yeah. it to water filter conversations. But anyways, we've just talked about how what a valuable tool that can be when we talk about communication, especially for Dash. And you know, the rumor mill can start just about anywhere these days. So I appreciate that you're really aware of that tool and just taking the time to talk to people and in the hallway or as you see fit to get kind of the pulse of what people are thinking about Dash and how they're feeling about it. We're in the middle of what we're calling adopt and adapt, as I said. And and part of that is, like you mentioned, getting subject matter experts together, expanding the project team and letting more people see what potentially our, our processes will look like in our own environment when we go live. We just wrapped up the second of three prototype sessions. So, and I know you've been involved in a lot of those meetings and a lot of those sessions. So what's kind of your take? And would you like to tell the listener about prototyping? Prototyping is very interesting. You do actually get to see what they're building out in the system. So you get a little bit more of a feel for what this may look like. And it's going to look very, very different. But different is not always bad. So that's, I do want to say that. And so it will be different but not necessarily bad different. It's been an interesting process. I will say some of the things that we would like to see fully built out are kind of not fully built out mm-hmm. yet. I think we're waiting on chart of accounts decisions and some of those structure decisions yeah. before they can really fully build out in a prototype. So I would say that prototype two in the sessions I was in probably had a little bit less in it than we thought it would, but I expect prototype three will be a huge leap yeah. Mm-hmm. From prototype yeah. two. Yeah. So um, that's kind of exciting to see more specific real data information in the system. Yeah. And so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about uh, some of the ways that they're utilizing tools within Oracle to walk people through processes as they're making entries. They're trying to make it more intuitive, I think. I yeah. think that's yeah. part of what we're hoping to get out of the move to, to Dash yeah. is that a user who's having to submit someone's pay change, it will be a more intuitive process for the user right. so that you don't have to rely so much on institutional knowledge yep. all the time, right? right? So that right. there will be things built into the structure of the process that will let new users feel more confident maybe. Yeah. Um, using it. That's that's what I'm hoping for. And I'm seeing a little bit of that in the yeah. prototyping. It's kind of, I always think of like when I get an iPhone or when I got my first iPhone, however long ago that was, it's like there weren't instructions. Right. It's like turn it on you don't and like need this is how you use it. Uh-huh. It's so like, you know, intuitive. Like five-year-olds know how to use an iPhone. It's kind of, <laughs> not that five-year-olds will know how to right. do, use Dash, but yeah, like I get the point. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be a little more naturally uh, something you can navigate. Yeah. And something that nobody's seen yet, actually, and I'm just going to jump in here and interrupt you if you don't mind for a second. But we will have a tool when we go live mm-hmm. that will lay on top of the application. And we can build workflows on the app. And we can build tool tips on the app. And we can build kind of input. I don't want to say input validations, but like we can help people with those little like question mark things uh-huh. by fields that say, hey, you need to put it in this way. Or are you new here? You want to check your pay statement? Follow these steps. So it's something that we've not been able to do in Iris that I think is going to be a really powerful 
tool when we go live with, with Oracle Cloud or Dash. And that's something I think that will feel much more familiar to people. When you visit a website today, depending on where you go, Google a site, a lot of times you, you have help is much more evident. And I can remember the first time I logged into Iris. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, did somebody give you a notebook or like well, a folder of it was like just log in and poke around I was like I don't even know what to click on I like, will I blow something up I'm totally, click yeah. This? Yeah, like, totally blank yeah. on that one so that's when I started taking classes iris classes because I didn't know where to begin but I think now with dash you know the goal is that when you log in it will be much more intuitive and easy to navigate and look more like a website you may visit today. So Well, and, and I think during the prototyping sessions, it's allowed us an opportunity to talk about some of the things from Iris that were harder for people. Yeah. And so we've had conversations about, you know, if we have reasons like change reasons, which we have now, defining those, right? There are no yeah. definitions attached. So depending on what college you're in and how you were trained, you might do it one way and this person over here might do it a different way. So we're looking at that consistency, and I think that they are hearing some of that and trying to take that into account when they're looking at the processes and how do we make it more intuitive for users, providing definitions, providing guidance, providing some policy training. Yes. You know, so I think it's been a good opportunity to talk about where the weaknesses are in our current system and what do we want to do to reimagine them in the new system. To me right now, that's been the best part of prototyping. Yeah. And I'll say too, I think for people who are kind of on the outside or the, the periphery of it, it is amazing the number of decision points you <laughs> jump through in a prototype. Like it, it's crazy. I mean, you talk about building something from the ground up or really like revisiting every decision that's almost ever been made about a process. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a, it's a complicated thing you go through. And I'm not saying people think this, but it's not as easy as we did this in Iris. Let's oh, just no. make it work in Dash. It's it's the perfect time to reevaluate your processes, which, you know, and all this is part of the guiding principles of the project mm -hmm. anyway. But how do we streamline? How do we make things consistent across every campus? Or, you know, how, where can we cut out workflows? Or, yeah, how do we define this? Or why did we do it this way? I mean, the number of decision points that are visited in a prototyping session are just kind of unbelievable. And then you multiply that by all the processes that we're going through and it's pretty insane. And it's, it's good. You, you see why we do it in an iterative process, you know, it's kind of wild to go through and then, you know, we'll, we'll have all those integration testing cycles coming up and stuff too. So it's really interesting. Jennifer, this has been so great. Thank you for sharing just for coming in with us and sharing your time in the studio and talking. We always love talking with you. You're so fun to work with. We've worked together for a long time. Yes, actually. a long time. A long time. We've known long you for time. a long time, and it's always been a pleasure. I think maybe as we kind of pull the conversation to a close, let's talk about Dash is a big, big change. What do you tell people when you're encountering them, you know, one-on-one -on -one or in one of these meetings you're talking about where people are sharing, you know, when people are are afraid or concerned or worried about the change, like what approach do you bring to that and that you think we could, we could kind of all apply to, to what's going on? And, and what we'll deal with when we implement. I usually start by saying there are some really exciting things about Dash. It's scary. It's big. There are, with any implementation of anything new, sometimes there are problems and issues. Yeah. But then I focus on the things that I'm super excited about. And then I like to say, 
The best part is that we're all going to be doing it together. Mm. This is brand new for everybody, whether you've been at the university for Mm. 30 years or 30 seconds. We're all (laughs) going to be doing this together at the same time, growing and learning. And it is like I'm hopeful that it'll build like a really cohesive Mm. team within my whole college that like we'll all be working together. Maybe we'll get to know each other a little bit better, spend a little more time together. But it is a great opportunity to do something new and be in it from the very beginning and shape it and learn it and work together. I just think it's exciting because we're all going to be doing something new together. And I don't think we get enough of that. We all kind of sit in our own offices, in our own spaces. And this is going to be a way for us to to kind of come together as a larger community. And so that's exciting to me. Yeah, I, to, I, I think that's great. Like nobody really starts with a leg up on anybody else. No. We're, we're all on the ground floor doing something together. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Sure it is. But like you said, we nobody nobody believes when we go live on July 1st, 2024, that there aren't going to be any issues. I mean, everybody <laughs> understands that. There are going to be things to work through, just like there were with Iris in any system you implement. So, but yeah, I think that's a great thing to focus on. The camaraderie, the teamwork, being together on the ground floor of something. And doing something exciting together for the university. I think that's great. Okay, Jennifer. So whenever we have a guest come into our, you know, top-notch studio here and (laughs) record the podcast with us, actually shout out to Hodges Library for providing space for us. But we like to ask a known fact about you that you might want to share with us. So typically we ask about favorite coffee drinks, but I think this time around, what is the most recent meal that you've cooked? And before you answer, Jennifer's always excited about our <laughs> recipes on the Dose of Dash. And if you haven't checked those out, please go to the Friends of Dash website. Every month in our transition management team member yeah, meetings, that's, that's we share uh, a recipe. Yes. And we've gathered or collected quite a few now that I refer to myself. So check those out. But Jennifer's always excited about it. And it just makes me happy because I'm like, ah, I love to see someone excited about this that we're doing. So what is the most recent meal that you've cooked? Well, okay. I have to be honest and say I get very excited about the recipes because I can give them to my husband to cook. Um, I, I don't do the cooking which is probably best for everyone. My children know the three things that I'm really good at cooking, but they they will often ask if I cooked or Todd cooked, and they get much more excited when they hear that Todd cooked. So I really don't know the last meal, honestly, that I cooked Wait, myself. Well, okay, well, what three things do you just yeah. knock out of the park? What now are your I'm three curious. specialties then? Okay. I am really good at banana muffins. Oh, okay. I am a rock star at sausage gravy. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a talent. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you, I figured those out. And I am really good with pork schnitzels. Okay. That is. We need those are three. We need a recipe. Those are three really, really different things. (laughs) If you were like, I love to bake and I'm great at cookies, muffins, and. Coconut cream pies or something. Okay, okay, that's in the same family. Pork schnitzel. That's that, unbelievable. Is that a family recipe? Yeah, or what something? is that? Yeah, it was something that this is even funnier. My mom's husband cooked. <laughs> <laughs> the women in your family don't do yeah. a lot of cooking. Well, you know, you've she got was... it figured out. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna let the guy do it. Yeah, yeah, but he he cooked those years ago, and so I learned from them how to make the pork 
schnitzels That's and my amazing. boys love the pork schnitzels i don't make them very often because you have to fry them yeah okay yeah when you serve with pork awesome. schnitzels who cares <laughs> more pork schnitzel <laughs> a second pork schnitzel <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Well, we that, may that was have a great to, answer. We may have to snag that recipe from yeah. you at some point. So Jennifer, thanks so much for being with us here today. It's it's just so nice to hear from someone who's involved in the project, both as a TMT and in some of the prototype sessions, just your perspective and what you're doing to further the cause for Dash, mm, sharing yeah. with others and taking the opportunity to open up those conversations. Uh, the good and the bad. And like Jonathan said, we know there's, you know, this is a journey that we're on, our our um, marathon. And now that we're under one year, it's just been really helpful and insightful to hear your take on where we are with Dash. And we really appreciate your decision when you were asked <laughs> yeah. about staying around. on with the university and yeah. seeing Dash implemented. That's just a huge benefit. And I, in my mind, when you were telling us that story, I'm imagining Anne throwing up her hands and saying, hallelujah, Jennifer Stang. So thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Anytime. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dose of Dash. A big thanks to everyone who helped us make this episode possible. And a big thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in as we pursue this change together. Check back here regularly for new episodes and updates. And please share this podcast with others. Word of mouth can be the best way to help this effort grow. And it's a great way to keep our friends of Dash informed. Be sure to visit our Friends of Dash site for more information and resources. You should see the link in the About section for this podcast. Do you have a Dash question you would like answered? Please email it to dash at tennessee.edu. You never know. It just might show up on this podcast. Talk Talk to to you you soon. soon.